Ashley Brock reading Diane Palmer's book Donovan, chapter 10, and it's the last chapter. The pizza was delicious. Faye enjoyed it as much as the rest of the family seemed to, but her heart wasn't in the celebration. She wanted to stand up and scream that life was unfair, that she'd been shortchanged all the way around. She always had money, but she never had love. Now it seemed that she didn't have either. Granddad Tessa's legacy would be nice, but it would hardly allow her to give up her job. With some careful investing, it would grow as long as she could live on what she made. She worried about that for the rest of the day, trying to put on a happy face for Jeff, but Donovan saw through it. He joined her on the porch wing while Jeff played with one of the three new snow-white puppies in the barn. We won, he reminded her as he smoked his cigar. Like her, he changed it into casual clothes, jeans and a cotton shirt. He popped one booted foot on the swing and glanced down her. Aren't you glad? Of course, she said absolutely. I know how worried Jeff was. He stared out at the horizon. There really wasn't too much to worry about. He was, I had a contact of mine feed his Korean war veteran buddy a few scandalous facts about you and Uncle Henry. It's not my fault that the man took it for gospel and didn't double check his loss. My gate. Don't admit to yourself. That's devious. That's all I am when people I love get threatened. He looked down. I'll find under the table. Anyway, at all, to win when someone else's life depends on it. I couldn't let that shut and rooster get Jeff. It wasn't a tug of war with me. It was Jeff's whole life. I know he appreciates what you've done for him. I don't imagine you do. I'm sorry to have to make you look, even temporarily, like a fallen angel. But I had no choice. I understand. Even the judge was having a hard time keeping a straight face. <laughs> where did you go from? Where do we go from here, Faye? He asked only. She listened to the creak as the wooden swing pulled against the change resolutely. I'll stay until your brother-in-law is safely back home and over his defeat, she said. We've already discussed where I'll go. No, we haven't. <laughs> you said you were going to move back to the apartment house, and I said you weren't. My God, buy yourself a place, why don't you? Her hands clapped together painfully. Didn't he know he was tearing the heart out of her? I might, later on. She wasn't given an inch. He couldn't tell anything by her voice or You could stay here, he remarked casually. There's plenty of room. Jeff likes you. So does B. I've burned up enough good food already. We haven't complained. She smiled to her house. Amazingly, they hadn't. Only three days ago, Jeff had complained or complimented her on one small side dish that was actually fit to eat. I might get the hang of it one day, he studied the boots. How about getting the hang of making formula and changing dirty diapers, he asked, his eyes on the horizon. She hesitated. He sounded serious. What do you mean? He shrugged. He lifted the cigar to his mouth, took a jaw from it, blowing out a large cloud of putting smoke. I mean, suppose we stay married. If you love me, I think I could make you pregnant. Eventually, we could raise a family, give Jeff a stable environment to finish growing up in. She studied his profile. Nothing there. He looked as formidable as he had the first time she'd ever seen him. Just as handsome, too. She thought wistfully, glanced down and saw the wistfulness in one eye roll went up. He looked at her openly now, from her forehead down to her mouth, back up to her eyes. You're a sinner. I've been cruel to you, Faye. Give me a chance to put things right. By making me pregnant? She asked with pretend lightness. If it's what you want, yes. If not, we can put it off. For a few years, you're still very young, little one. You might like to go to college or do some traveling before you get tied down with children. I've already done my traveling, and I don't want to go to college. I have a nice job already. You can resign from that, he said. You don't need it. She stared at him for a long moment until he smiled. Actually, she confessed, I'm afraid I do. If, if you just want a way to get out of the house, she rested her cool fingers on top of the lean hand that was propped on a jean clad. Donovan, 
I'm not exactly going to inherit a fortune. Yes, I know. Henry said you only get about a third wood. When it's all wrapped up, it doesn't matter. <laughs> he said, don't I don't give a damn what people think anymore. I don't know how, why. I don't know why I ever did. I'm not like my father. I married you for Jeff's sake, not because I stood the gate of fortune. She felt the impact of that statement down to her toes. If only he married her for love of her, she sighed audibly. Told her this, her face up to her. What a wistful little sound, he said. You don't like thinking that I only married you for Jeff. You like it even less when you thought it was for money. It doesn't bother me, she let. Sure does, counter quietly. I wanted you, he says. You knew that already, I imagine. Yes, you wanted me back. I didn't have to coerce you into my bed. You came willingly. <laughs> she flushed and looked down at the lean fingers that slowly wrapped around her in a close embrace. It was new and exciting. More than just exciting, I think, little one. <laughs> His voice was soft, deep, sensual. I lost you for a few seconds just as I fulfilled you. Made me feel pretty good to know I could give you that much pleasure. As you said... She said, you've had a lot of experience. I've had a lot of bodies, he said with faint cynicism. Just that, Faye. A lot of bodies in the dark. I went through the emotions and learned the right moves. But it was nothing like what I had with you. Even on our wedding night when my hands were all but tied, I knew that I knew that it was more than physical attraction. But I knew for certain when I put you on that plane to Florida and let you walk away from me. I didn't sleep all night for thinking how cool I'd been. You loved us, and I'd given you no comfort, no support at all. I'm sorry for that. I owe you more than that. You owe me nothing. We got married for Jeff, that's all. His face, his very hand spread against her soft cheek. Haven't you been listening to me at all? He said softly. Yes, he said nervously. You've got me on your conscience. On your conscience. Faye, listen with your heart, not your ears, she replied. He searched her face with eyes that adored it. Can't you see it? Can't you feel it, Faye? Can't you put your mouth on mine and taste it? He pulled her lips under his and kissed her with such tenderness that she felt her body ripple with sheer pleasure. His tongue probed inside her mouth, increasing the heat, making her moan. While he built the kiss, he lifted and turned her so that she was laying completely in his arms, pressed close enough Close against the heat of his muscular chest, unseen, his lean hand eased inside her shirt, began to trace the warm taut contours of her breast till he made the nipple go hard against his fingers. He lifted his head minutes later, looked down at her swollen mouth and dazed eyes before his gaze dropped to the top nipple, so evident under his thin front. Look as out of control as I feel, he said huskily, his gray eyes pure silver into daylight. If we were alone, I wouldn't even bother to strip you. I'd just get the necessary things out of the way, and I'd take you like a tornado. She shivered, pressing her hot face into his Want it like that, he whispered at her, rough and quick and blazing hot. He glanced over her head at Jeff, who was sprawled in the aisle. Of the bar and playing with the dogs. While one of Donovan's older hands watched him, Donovan stood up abruptly and put Faye on her feet. Catching the older hand's attention, he indicated that he wanted him to keep an eye on Jeff. The cowboy nodded, grinned, and waved, and Donovan turned back to Faye, his eyes glittering with a tin. Oh, we can't! She pulled her as he came toward her, and she began backing toward the screen door. Surely you were kidding with Jeff right outside? Like hell, I was kidding. He whispered against her mouth. He picked her up and carried her straight into his bedroom. Pausing just long enough to lock the door before he backed her up against the waist-high vanity and opening the fastening of her jeans. She gasped and started to protest, but he had her mouth under his, and she couldn't manage speech. She heard the rasp of another zipper. 
felt him move, and then her jean slid off her legs. His tongue went roughly into her mouth in quick, sharp thrusts that were unbelievably arousing. He looked at her sharply. She felt him suddenly in an intimacy that took her breath. He half lifted her from the vanity, his body levering between her legs, while he invaded her with urgent, exquisite mastery. She clung to his neck, feeling the force of his desire with faint awe as she experienced for the first time the unbridled bridled violence of passion. It wasn't tender or particularly gentle, but the pleasure that convulsed her was beyond anything he'd given her before. She heard him cry out and felt him tense. Then he was heavy in her arms, damp with sweat, trembling faintly from the strength he'd had to exert in the uncomfortable position. I like the noises that boy out of you when we make love, he said, Ralph. You excite me. I can't stop shaking. She laughed shyly. Neither can I. Neither can I. We went high this time. Yes, oh yes. <laughs> he drew back finally and looked at her. His face was solemn, his eyes quick and gentle, quiet and gentle. He brushed back her damp hair. That will have to do. That will have to last us until tonight. I think you can manage. If you can, she teased her eyes were telling her impossible things. Too wonderful for reality. Am I dreaming? She asked. No, sweetheart, not at all. He lifted her, separating his body from hers, and grinning wickedly when she flushed. You needn't look so shocked. He shined as he regained his own clothing. Five minutes ago, you wouldn't have noticed if we were lying under a table in a restaurant. Neither would you, she accused. She heard close and kissed her. That's a fact. God, I love you, Faye. She stiffened. She couldn't have heard that. She opened her eyes very wide and stared at him. I haven't given you much reason to believe it, but it's true just the same, he told her quietly. You're all I want, you and Jeff, and however many kids we can have together. If we can't have any, then you and Jeff will more than suffice. <laughs> How long? She has gently desperate to... Now I believe him. Since the first night we met, he replied, I thought it. God, I did. <laughs> but in the end, I couldn't do without you. After I made love to you, even light love, I was lost. I knew I'd never be able to let you go. Then I inherited Tessa's punishment. I told you, it doesn't matter. I love you. Do whatever you like with your inheritance. In that case, Myrtle put it in the bank for Jeff's education. It's just about cover college. Where are we sending him to college? The Wolfred Astata? <laughs> she smiled warmly, convinced at last that she was awake and aware. I only inherited part of the proceeds from the sale of her furniture, she told him and proceeded to explain where the rest of the money was going. He was surprised and frankly pleased that Faye's inheritance would amount to very much. She must have been some kind of lady, he remarked. She was a very special one. My share will just about pay for Jeff's college. Now you know why I wouldn't give up my job. I couldn't afford to. Just as well the Ballinger's made one for you, he murmured. He sighed I guess this means that I'll, I'll just start being a nice to Calhoun. That wouldn't hurt, Sigurd. And your uncle. He added irritable. Also a nice touch, he said. I won't reform completely, you know that. I'm exactly what you see. I won't change. Neither will I, Charlotte. I might get a little rounder eventually and have a few gray hairs. That's okay, he said. I might do that myself. He put it say, I'll never be a rich man, but I'll love you and take care of you when you need it. We have nothing else. We'll have each other. She had to fight tears at the tenderness in his deep voice. She kissed him and then reached up and locked her arms gently around him. I haven't said it, she was. You said it the night you gave yourself to me completely, he replied surprised. Don't you remember? You said it over and over again while you were trembling in my arms at the last. I must have been half out of my mind. Loving you does that to me, she whispered with her heart in her eyes. And to me, 
replied Fussin, fusing her mouth with his in slow, sweet expression of laugh. Uncle Don, came a loud voice from below the window. Donovan groaned. What now? <laughs> he opened the window and looked down. Jeff was waiting with two of Donovan's foreman's sons, both of whom were carrying fishing poles and tackle boxes. Please? He pleaded with his uncle. I haven't gotten to go fishing since the last time you took me. I'll bring home supper. Honest, can't I? Go ahead, Donovan Joe. But you better bring home supper. We'll make sure he does, sir, one of the older boys called. Even if we have to swim under his line and hook the fish on it ourselves. Thanks. Thanks, Jeff laughed. The boys were out of sight in no time. Donovan closed the window and took the phone off to hook toward her with a wicked smile. Sometimes, he told a breathless, excited Faye as he began to crash her out of her clothes. Fate can be kind. A sentiment that Faye, Faye would gladly have you to accept that Donovan's mouth was hard over her own. Seconds later, she was in no condition to think at all. The next morning, Faye was hard at work when Donovan showed up unexpectedly at the feedlot. Calhoun just came out of his office, grimaced. No need to rush finding excuses to get out of the office right away. Donovan John, I'm reformed. I didn't come to complain. I actually dropped by to see about moving in some more cattle. Calhoun's eyebrows went up. You don't say. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> I just did. Well, I'm about it. I might add a word of thanks about keeping my wife on. He added ruefully. We figure her inheritance from a great aunt will just about put one kid through college. Since we plan on more than our nephew taking up residence, every penny is going to count. We like the job fate of but it's tough luck, Calhoun. About the inheritance. Donovan smiled. Not in my book. I like the idea of working towards something. He glanced at Faye with his heart. Struggling together brings two people close. Indeed it does. Faye agreed with a sigh. If you'd like to take your wife to lunch, we might be able to let her off a little early. Calhoun said, I was hoping you'd say that. Donovan said and grinned. He took Faye to the local hamburger joint and they ate cheeseburgers and drank milkshakes until they were pretty well stuffed. You won't have an easy life with me, he said when they were outside again. He paused, catching her hand in his to stop and look down on it. You'll probably always have to work. I can take some of the burden off you at home because I can cook and do dishes and sweep. But when the kids come along, things could get pretty hectic. Am I worried? She said smiling. Am I complaining? I've got you. I don't need promises, assurances, or anything else. I'm happier than I ever dreamed of being. <laughs> Are you sure? He asked a little more. You always have everything. You've always had everything you want. I still do. You know what I mean? He said everything. Yes, money was nice, but it wasn't particularly easy to cut up to. I don't mind living like ordinary working people. In fact, she said honestly, I really like the challenge. It's nice to feel independent and to know that you're earning what you have. I never had to earn anything before. You're giving me a lot to live up to, honey. He said quietly. I hope I won't let you down. I'm not the easiest man to live with. Yes, you are. She replied. She put her arms around him and pressed close. As long as I'm holding you, you're the easiest man in the world to get along with. So suppose I just never let go. He laughed and let out his breath in a long, content sigh as he pulled her close and returned to general breath. I'll tell you something, sweetheart. He murmured contently. That suits me. Just fine. And she never did. The end of Donovan. I know. Cutesy, cutesy. Didn't think it was going to end that way, but it was. It's cute.